Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody say, faith requires a risk. So, so you're going to have to take some risks in your life. You're going to have to you know, be like Peter and walk on water. You're going to have to step out and do some things. You're going to have to have courage from that. It's not, you're not, you can't be wimpy. Okay? You know, I'd love to, to preach today about wimpy Christians. I, I don't want to be a wimpy Christian. Are you with me? I, I want us to be able to be kind and compassionate. But how many of you know we're going to be strong? I'm going to get into a part in here in the message where we want you to be powerful. Amen? So as we look at this, I want you to realize that as faith requires a risk, there's a couple things. Let me give you a little bit of review because we talked about that and we talked about, you know, little places in the spiritual realm where God wants you to access the spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm is not some do-do-do-do way off place. It is a dimension that's really close to you. It's a dimension that's right here. In fact, I know, you know, when it says when you, when you die and you go home to be with Jesus, and it says to be absent from the body is to be present in the Lord. How many of you know it doesn't take light years to get there? I mean, it is a, in a twinkling of an eye, you know what I mean? The trumpet will sound, and it was like, boom, it, it's, it's like right there. It's like right there. We've had some recent, some recent pastor friends that have gone home to be with the Lord, and there wasn't a journey that they had to take for three weeks to get to heaven. Okay? They didn't have to wait and get on American Airlines 702 and, and, and to, to go to heaven. As soon as, they, as soon as they expired, are you with me, here on this earth? What did I say? Tell me. Did I say something wrong? Expired? As soon as their body, physical body, was out here on the earth, and then they transitioned right now to the, into the heavenly realms. It was just like this. It was just like this. There was that dimension. So we, we realize and we know that we've got to be able to, to, to operate by faith. And here's what a lot of people don't realize is that it's messy to operate by faith. It's messy. And we talked about this scripture that the only clean stable is an empty stable. If you want to work of an ox, the work of an ox, and you want to enjoy an abundant harvest, you'll have a mess or two to clean up. And how many of you know this is in your life? You know, your life can be messy. My life has been messy. Shelly has had to help me clean up some of the messes in my life. Are you with me? Our, our lives will be messy. Anybody have kids in here? Your lives are messy. Those of you newlyweds that are going to have kids, guess what? Your lives are going to get messy because dealing with children, there are messes. And dealing with adults, there can be messes too, right, Bianca? It's like there's messes that are, that are still there that we have to clean up. And even in the spiritual realm, there are issues that when you deal with, there is messy. We've got to have room for growth. As you are growing, you've got to be able to have some room. You've got to give each other grace. You've got to give each other mercy. Are you with me? So the person next to you, just say, thanks for giving me some room for growth. Thanks for giving. Tell them, thank you for giving me some room for growth. All of you husbands and wives are like, thanks for giving me some room. She's like, you better get it right now. <laughs> Amen. So here's the thing. When we are looking at how messy it can get, we've got to realize that it does require some risk. So I gave you some real supernatural things that you're going to have to, to, to give, uh, that you're going to have to have a supernatural lifestyle to live by. And that supernatural lifestyle we've talked about should become a natural lifestyle. You should be living a natural life supernaturally. Hello? 
You should be living a natural life supernaturally. There's going to be some things that are, you're going to step out and you're going to risk in faith. And, and that's where we put that hand out. So real quick, let me give you the first three that we went over last week. Number one was we, we want, to, want you to be able to pray unceasingly. And those are the scriptures you can look at. Pray unceasingly. That's what goes in there. Number two, you want to give sacrificially. Give sacrificially. There are scriptures that talk about that. Listen, the Bible says give and it shall be un given unto you. Press down, shaken together, and it cause men to give into your bosom. So it's like give when you give. That's giving of your time, giving of your talents, giving of your substance. That's giving of your money. That's giving of your labor, giving of your muscles. Come on. That's giving patience. You ever thought about that? It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Because the, the Bible goes on and it says, for the same measure you use is measured to you. So when you give somebody your patience, you give somebody your, their, their, your grace, when you give somebody forgiveness, guess what's going to come back to you, right? That's, it's going to come back to you. So we want to be able to give. We want to be able to give sacrificially. Number three, and we ended on that last week, was to dream unreasonably. In other words, dream God's dream. God has some big things in store for you. I love it when we're able to pray over the kids and the kids are here because I believe they're going to remember in their entire life that pastor prayed over us and pastor prayed for big dreams and there's things happening and now I'm having dreams and I'm having visions and things are taking place in my life and I've got this desire to do this. I've got this desire to do that. And are these godly desires and how do you walk those things out? So I want you to be able to dream unreasonably. And then number four is where we're going to pick up today is number four is to serve wholeheartedly. Serve wholeheartedly. And we can see that in Matthew 4.10. He says, you shall worship the Lord your God and what? Serve him only. Listen, we're serving somebody. You're serving yourself, you're serving your kids, you're serving your mom or dad, you're serving the, the football team, you're serving you know, the debate team, you're, ser you're serving people, you're serving somebody, even if it's just you. You might live by yourself and say, well, I don't have nobody to serve. No, you're serving yourself. And we, we need to be able to, to serve wholeheartedly. Let's do that with our entire heart. Let's do that with our entire being. And you can see Deuteronomy 10, 12 says, Serve the Lord your God with all your heart. That's what he was quoting in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Psalms 102 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Everybody say gladness. We need servers here. There are some places that we want to go. There's some things that I believe that God wants us to step into. I believe that as we are living a supernatural life, we need people to be able to help out. We need those that will help us serve, those that will help pull the, pull the load, are you with me, that will, take the, that will take opportunity. We need some of that. We've we got to be able to have those things. So we want you to be able to serve wholeheartedly. Well, pastor, you just want people to serve you. No, no. You don't know me that well if that's what you think. You do not know me. Because I struggle to have people to serve me because I have a servant gift. And I'm always wanting to serve. I always want to, to get the chair. I always want to, to get your plate when you're done eating. I always want to serve you some food. I always want to be able to move this or move that. I mean, these are different things that I want to do. The first time they like move the podium, I mean, I'm there. And they're like, no, you know, you, you got to let other people do that. And I, I realized that's because that's who I am. 
I want to serve wholeheartedly. I want to serve wholeheartedly. So if we're going to live, maybe you've never thought about it being a supernatural life. How, un, how supernatural would it be, guys, if you went to the restaurant and actually opened the door for somebody? I've watched it. I've watched guys just walk right in. It didn't matter if there was a lady coming in or a lady coming out. Not you guys, of course. Not you guys. If there was a lady coming in or a lady going out, it didn't matter if it was a lady or a guy. It's just like, I'm, I'm here. I'm opening the door. I'm here. You know what I mean? And it's like, what? And then I watched people carry their groceries and struggle being able to carry it, and people walk right by them. I'm sorry. There's something in me that maybe it's not in you, but if... If somebody's, Kayla's struggling carrying the groceries, I'm going to go help her. You know what I mean? And maybe people are like, well, you can't help them nowadays. It's COVID. You got to back off. You know? I'm like, no, I'm going to help her. Hello? She just dropped something on the ground. Somebody, a flat tire on a car? Come on, there's guys in here that I know that undoubtedly you would stop and you would help them put, change that tire. We had a flat we were on the highway between Gary and, and Watonga and had a flat tire on the trailer that I was pulling. Do you know how many people drove by? You know, and I'm not saying I needed help because I can do it myself. It's not a problem. I, I can do this. But it was amazing. One guy pulled over, one, and said, do you need some help? And I said, well, we've got a AAA coming or whatever. This is all right. And he said, I got some bottled water. You need a bottle of water? I, I may have a tire at home. You, and you know what I mean? When I saw this and I was like, that man's serving. I knew who he was serving. And he was serving him with his whole heart. He was serving him. But nowadays, it's like, well, you can't stop nowadays. You never know who you run into. And I'm not suggesting that, a, you know, my wife stop and help somebody, but she might be able to stop and make a phone call. Are you with me? She might be able to, to dial 911, or she might be able to dial AAA, or she might be able to dial the local gas station, or she might be a, whatever that might be. What would happen if somebody's tire, they blew their tire out and 12 people stopped? You think that tire would get changed? Do you think the person... The woman that's coming back that had just got a bad report from the doctor and now all of a sudden her tire's flat and 12 different people stop because they love her and care for her. Do you think it would have an impact on her life? That's what we're talking about when we're talking about serving wholeheartedly, when we're, we're serving wholeheartedly. So when we are learning to serve, we serve the Lord with gladness. I ain't got time for that. I got to get home to my ball game. My game starts at 7. I mean, it's 5. I got two hours. I got pregame beforehand. I got to get to the game. Oh, come on, somebody. We, we've done that stuff. It's like, oh, I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Or, or you know what? Nobody helped me last time. My tire, I got flat. So I'm not helping nobody either. I mean, we, we, we deal with some of that stuff. But when we begin to start living a supernatural life and say, wait a minute, I can serve somebody. I can make a phone call. I can hear the Holy Spirit tell me to call, you know, Junior when he was sick and in the hospital. I was able to give him a call. And it lifted his spirits, and, and he was so thankful for that. I mean, when God lays it on your heart, it's not just, that's the pastor's job. That's what Pastor Eric's supposed to do. 
He's the only one supposed to do that stuff. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. You're missing it because you are a child of the Most High God. You are sons and daughters. I got any sons and daughters, amen? And Daddy says, hey, give Kelly a call. Then maybe you should give Kelly a call, right? So those are the things. that, And you might think, well, that's not supernatural. Well, it may be to some of you. It may be, and, and there may be some supernatural things that happen as you do that. So that's number four would be to serve wholeheartedly. Number five, I have number five up there yet? Number five is love unconditionally. Oh, everybody say love. Come on, let me hear you say love. How about love? Love is a many splendored thing. I won't go ahead and sing. Because I love you unconditionally. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. So you also love, love one another. By this, all men know that you are my disciples. How? If you love one another. You love one another. You love one another. Well, they're different than I am. You still love them. But you don't know what she said about me. Well, you still love them. You don't know what they did to me. I know, I know, it's hard. You still love them. I got to love them. I don't want to love them. I've had those discussions with God. God, I don't even like them. I got to love them. I'm like, come on. So not only John 13, but John 15 says, this is my commandment that you Love one another just as I have loved you. Maybe we just need to think about it a little bit different. It's not about you. It's because he's loved you that I can love somebody else that's unlovely. Hello? I can love somebody else that's done me wrong. Listen, this just doesn't happen. You don't wave a magic wand. We're not the wave the magic wand kind of people that's like wave a magic wand and poof, it's going to happen. It's not happening. And the things of God just, some things happen supernaturally. Some of them have to take some time. Are you with me? So when you look at that, it's like, you know, I, I want to love. I want to love the person. And there's times for you to prepare your heart. And God wants to prepare your heart. And you want to help prepare your own heart to where if you see that person again or deal with that person again or have to struggle with those feelings and those hurt and that loss and all these different things. Are you with me? That we all know you go through. You go through those things. We all go through it. Well, Pastor, do you go through it? Yeah, I go through it. Yesterday. <laughs> The day before, you know, the day before that, the day before that, the day before that. How do we love? We need to be able to love like God loves unconditionally. That's a supernatural thing when you can love somebody and not expect anything from them. Not expect anything from them. I can love Lon and not expect anything from Lon. Lon can love me and not expect anything from me and we can love each other. Will we do for each other? Absolutely. He knows if he's in trouble, he can call me. I'm going to do what I can do to be there. Are you with me? There's not a single person in here that I know of that wouldn't be able to say, look, Pastor, we'll, we'll do anything for you. We'll do anything for you. We'll serve wholeheartedly. We love you, and, and you love us, and we've loved you through the mess. Come on, somebody. You talk about being messy and things, that oxen, that stall, this is not a clean stall. This is a clean church, but it's spiritually not really clean at times because we deal with stuff. Are you with me? We deal with the ox stuff. 
This is a hog farmer talking to you now also. Amen. All I know is it washes off. Amen. Y'all still love me? I hope you love me unconditionally. Number six, walk innocently. Walk without blame. How do you walk without blame? How do you walk with blame, uh, without blame? You, you walk as a child of the light. Are you the light? Are you in the light? Are you operating in the light? Or are you a child of the dark? See, before I gave my life to Christ, I was a child of the dark. Now I'm a child of the light. Oh, come on, somebody. I didn't know what that meant, so I was trying to be a child of the light. And, and instead of, I tried to do things. Are you with me? And then it became about works. It became about what I did and, and what I could have done, should have done, would have done, instead of just being who God's created me to be in His image and in His likeness. And as I'm going through, Jerry, my transformation process, I can walk in the light because He is in the light. Oh, come on, somebody. And, and, and I want to be able to be a child. I'm a child of the light. I'm a child. You know, I, I, you've heard me say it. Maybe, maybe it wasn't here. Maybe it was a, a, what I was talking to the Hope Center. I said, I'm, I'm a hopium dealer. Listen, you guys, go out there tomorrow in, in, in the deal and say, well, I went to church today. What church you go to? Living Word Fellowship. Did you know that the pastor's a hopium dealer? Shelly's like, Eric, don't have them tell you that. Don't have them say that. No, I want them. I want them to go, Really? You go to that church, he deals what? See, here's what's going to happen. You're going to tell him I'm a hopium dealer, and they're going to go out and say, you know what, she goes to that church, that dude's a dealer. He's a drug dealer. Well, if it's hopium, if hope is a drug, then it's not. It is a, it is a, it's Christ. When you look at that, so we, we, wanted, we want you to be able to, to not only uh, walk innocently, but be a child of the light. Because you know what? There's so much darkness out there. There's darkness everywhere that if you can be and you can shine the light on this and shine the light on that and shine the light on that and shine the light on that. Listen, God is not exposing things. And there are things, big, big things being exposed every single day. Not only in this country, but in this world. There are things being exposed and the light's being shined on it. And he's not shining it on those things to make fun of it. He's shining it to say, you need to step in your authority in this situation. You need to walk in your authority as a child of the Most High God in this situation. You need to step in to what God's given you, the authority that He's given you, and shines the light in an area not only in other people's lives but ours. You know, when God shows me something about you, some of you are like, uh-oh, we're a prophetic church. That doesn't allow us to come out here and tell you all your sins. Are you with me? The Holy Ghost can do that for yourself. Are you with me? But when God shows me something about anything, and whether it's a person or a situation, my first obligation is to walk innocently and pray. And not pray from gossip. Can I get an amen? Hey, psst, I wanted to tell you. Hey, so-and-so is doing this. So I got a little gossip right here. You want some? No, we don't gossip here. People are like, did you hear, Pastor? I'm like, no, they didn't tell me. Why? Because all the gossipers don't come to me. I'm last. They don't come to me. Right? Because they're like, psst, hey. And I'm like, hey, psst, let's pray. Let's pray. And let's see what God wants to do. So a lot of times I'm the last to know some different things out there because I don't, I don't fall into the gossip thing. I want to walk innocently. And the only way that I can walk innocently is to continually, number one, give my whole heart to Christ. 
I can serve wholeheartedly. God, my motives, I want my motives to be pure. I want my motives to be your motives. I want my life to exemplify you, God. And and, and do I fall short? I don't know. Let's ask Shelly. (laughs) Yes, I fall short. You know, I... I fall short all the time. But the great thing is, is I got Jesus. Come on, somebody. And when I get knocked down, I can get back up. Come on, somebody. And he won't stop me from moving forward. He won't stop me from keeping moving. So I'm going to continue to try to walk innocently. Ephesians 5, 8 says, walk as children of the light. Galatians 5, 25 says, we live by the Spirit. Let us what? Walk by the Spirit. If you live by the Spirit, let's walk by the Spirit. Let's live by the Spirit, but let's walk by the Spirit. And we've been learning about that, and it's not easy. I live by the Spirit. I don't want to walk by the Spirit. I'd rather get upset with somebody else and, you know, boom, blow them off. Later, dude. Instead of saying, oh, that hurt. Let's pray for them. Let's lift them up. I'm sorry you feel that way. Let's work this thing out. No, I can't work it out. And they walk away, and you're like, I'm going to still pray for them. And the next time you see me, don't avoid them. They're like, oh, i got to go this way. Maybe I'm just going to walk right by them. Maybe I'm just going to walk right by them. Listen, being really transparent, and I know the Internet's here, and I should probably shut it off. People have heard us, and we've gone into a restaurant, and the people are sitting there. Uh, my wife is amazing. Because I remember, and this was probably 20 years ago, when 18 years ago. Well, I'm just saying it happened probably before then, 20, 18 to 20 years ago. And I, and you know, these people are sitting there eating. What, what would you do? Come on, come on. What would you do? Some of you're like, I'd avoid me. I'm, they're sitting over there. I'm, I'm eating over here. Are you with me? Can I be? I'm being transparent. I'm being truthful to you guys. Because this is how I've had to come through it. When I talk about walking innocently, and it was like, man, and, and Shelly says, I'm going to go say hi to them. And, she, and, and it's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, come on. You all did to probably have done this. Too. It's like, okay, go ahead. You know, you know her? And she's like, she goes over, hey, how you doing? Hugging on them, loving on them. And I'm acting like I don't even see you over there. You know what I, you know what I mean? I mean, really. That's true. And she comes back and sits down and starts saying how they're doing. And I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. You know what was going on? It was something in my heart that I didn't like. I didn't like that. And Shelly was like, what happened? And then the next time, somebody else or whatever, and it was like, I'm going to go say hello to them. Let's go say hello to them. And I'm thinking... Uh-uh. Right? But I want to walk innocently. And I said, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But they wronged me. They hurt me. It was difficult. I was struggling. I didn't know how to handle it. I felt rejected. I felt guilty. I felt shamed. I mean, come on, somebody. And I was like, wait a minute. The only way to do this is to rise above it. So I said, she said, come on. I'm like, okay. I slid my chair up under my deal, went back over. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Love you. High five. What's happening? And I did it. And I don't think I was doing it with the wrong motive because God wanted to bring healing. And it wasn't easy. It was easier for me to sit, go and say, go, baby. Take care of it. 
You're us. We're one. We're together. <laughs> That's it, baby. You take care of them. You got taking care of us. I'm good. You're good. We're good. It's all good. But then I got to come in here and stand in this pulpit and preach to you. And I can't do that. I can't do that. So I have to forgive. I have to rise above that. I have to walk innocently. I have to stay. Are you with me? My spirit right. I have to be obedient. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to forgive. I just was okay with never seeing them the rest of my life. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating because Shelly knows my heart. And you guys know my heart. That's not my heart. My heart is to love unconditionally. But it's not easy. I'm human. I remember one time we were talking about something. I've gotten off the track here. And we were talking about something. And Shelly was like, you need to go spend some time in prayer. She's like, Jesus this. And, you know, what would Jesus do? I'm like, I'm not Jesus. Right? And I realized, no, I'm not. So I better go spend some time in prayer. But I didn't like what, I, what was happening. Are you with me? Oh, come on. That's just my journey. But you guys have got something similar in your lives that you're dealing with and had to walk with and do it. And the, uh, God wants us to be... Would you believe that walking innocently is walking supernatural? Go to a riot. See if you can walk innocently. I mean, people throwing stuff at them. I'm like, okay, I'm start throwing stuff back at you. Or you know what I'm saying? Well, let me go throw with them. You get involved in it. Go to an auction. I'm not saying you don't walk. Un, un, uh, this is in, influence, okay? Go to an auction, man. I go to an auction. I can't help it. I'm like. <laughs> Shelly's like, you bid on that? I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I wanted to bid. <laughs> right? Hey, hey, in the back. Hey. <laughs> I wanted to bid. I just wanted to bid when I got caught up in it. So we want to be able to walk innocently. All of us get caught up in some stuff that may not be pleasing to the Lord. Okay, real quickly, I'll close. Number seven, believe. Come on, Angela. Believe undoubtingly. Matthew 21, 21, and Jesus answered them and he said, Truly I say to you that if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree, but even as you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all these things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them. James 1, 6, it says, ask in faith without doubting. So my faith requires a risk. And are you going to take the risk? Are you going to step out? Are you going to do what maybe wouldn't be done? Are you going to stand up where you need to stand up? Come on, somebody. Are you, are you going to be able to step out and, and take the responsibility? Some people don't want to take the responsibility. When it comes to the church, our church, and the church, and the legacy of the church, and all what's been in the back, and, and stuff like that, somebody says, well, somebody hurt you. Recently, I said, if another pastor's hurt you, I'll take responsibility. I'm sorry. We have tried to do the best we possibly could do and preach what we know to preach. And there are times people get hurt and there's times people get disappointed and we don't meet the expectations and all those other things. And I've had people say, why are you taking responsibility? You, It's not you. I'm like, I'm taking responsibility because somebody has to take responsibility. And I'll take responsibility. Why? So you can get healed. 
it's more important that you get healed than I take the responsibility. And number eight, and I'm about to close, is live powerfully. Live powerfully. Don't live weak and wimpy. Live powerfully. And that may look different for some of you. We're not talking about you dominate a person and, and make them feel bad or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. He's given us a spirit of power. A power. Say, I got power. See, you got power over that addiction that you're struggling with. Oh, come on. I hope you're hearing me today online too. You got power over that unforgiveness and bitterness that you're dealing with. You got power over those things that are there that have got you. You just don't know you got the power or you haven't unleashed the power or you haven't decided to put it in second gear and then third gear and then fourth gear. I would share with you another little story about when I was going to to look at a college that I was going to attend in North Carolina and my Mustang's got power. I'm just going to leave it at that. That Mustang had power. I got there in record time. Romans 8, 15 and 16 says, The spirit you receive does not make you a, you a slave so that you live again to fear. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption and sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Look here. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Say, I'm God's child. Come on, everybody. I'm God's child. I don't feel like God's child some days. How about you? I feel far from it some days. But it doesn't matter how I feel. I'm glad I'm by faith I'm saved. Amen? Because there's days where I don't, I don't feel that way. He says the spirit of himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we're heirs. Here we go. The airplane's taking off, baby. We're heirs. Heirs of God. Joint heirs with Jesus. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So I'm joint heirs with Jesus. And how many of you know Jesus was powerful? That dude was powerful. And you can be powerful. You can rise up. And even though you may have doubt and unbelief, you can rise above that. Even though you may have fear, faith will come in and displace that fear out of the way and say, wait a minute, I have got the power. Not only the power, there's a, two Greek words, exousia and dunamis. Dunamis is where we get the word dynamite from. Everybody say dynamite. There was a TV show years ago, show my age, it's dynamite. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. It was, and that's what, that was a click in there. You know what I mean? We'd say that. It was like, you know, but dynamite is dunamis, dunamis. That's a dunamis power. But in the Greek, there's also the word power, which also means authority and exousia. A police officer shows up. He's got a gun on his hip. And he says, hey, I need to get in your house. I've got news for you. He ain't coming in my house. He's got the power to do it, but he ain't coming in my house. Why? Because he hadn't shown me his badge. He shows me his badge. Guess what? Um, next word's going to be, where's the warrant? <laughs> now, if he has the power to get in, and he does with the gun, and has he got the badge, that all of a sudden gives him the authority. When he whips out that warrant, I see it signed by a judge. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to let him in my home. Because not only did he have the power, but he had the authority. See, a lot of us deal with the, the power and don't realize you also have the authority to back that demon off. Come on, somebody. 
to say, I'm not walking in this. I'm not doing this again. I'm not stepping in that. If you will, stand to your feet. I want to give you this last scripture. Micah 3.8. Micah 3.8. It says, but as for me, I am filled with power with the Spirit of the Lord. Woo! Love it. The Spirit of the Lord fills you with power and gives you strength. I'm just going to ask you just to raise your hand just a moment. Just a moment of prayer as we, as we begin to leave. And God, that the Spirit of God that we, are, we have not only a, a, we've felt today. I'm telling you, there was, there's times where you can feel it. I'm just thank you for your goodness and your grace, God. I just, speak, I just speak right now that the Holy Spirit, that you are welcome in our lives and that you continue to move. That you, when we're weak, that you give us power to be stronger. That you teach us and guide us. That's the Holy Spirit's job is to teach you and, and guide you. And some of us are afraid to take a risk. By faith, we step out and we don't want to take a risk. So we just don't do anything. But the only way that I've really experienced you, one of the ways I've experienced you as my comforter, is when I've taken a risk, when I've stepped out by faith. And now I may have fallen, but I've gotten back up. But if it wasn't for you, Holy Spirit, comforting me, I would have never known that you would be there in my time of need. So I just speak forth and let you know that God's going to be there in your time of need. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you right now. And I just pray that you're going to continue to live. And some of you are going to step into a supernatural lifestyle. And things are going to begin to start changing. Things are going to begin to happen. And you're not only going to just, just serve wholeheartedly. But you're also going to be able to, to live powerfully. And you're going to be able to step into those things. And I believe that. And I want you to believe it. And I want you to receive that. Everybody just say, I receive. I receive. I receive a supernatural lifestyle. Supernatural lifestyle. That you're able to overcome the plots and plans and schemes of the enemy. But you're able to walk in your inheritance that Christ has died to give you. And that because you are, according to the word we just read, joint heirs with Jesus. Co-heirs. Co-heirs with Jesus. And we believe that and we receive that right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.